Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our storyteller puts us sweet and innocent vampires against a group of crazed cultists who control the fictional city of Jamestown. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the Banhu Akeem. This is Ben, playing Tommaso, the blatant Hakata. This is Russell, playing Gordon, the calculating Lasombra. This is Josh, playing Clear Visions, the tattletailed Toreador. I'm Mike, and I am your scandalous storyteller. Why doesn't our coterie tell us what happened last time on Monster Game Night? Clear Visions met with a former team member, Ardell, and he told us about a do-rag duo. You, uh, mean the Derek duo? Yeah, that thing. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I was afraid of that. Tommaso gave Susanna a call, got very concerned when she said that something very powerful had been released, worked to track everybody down, and caught up just in time. Meanwhile, Gordon was busy preparing for things if they went south with uh, Mr. Ardell. Oh, and I made a deal with him. We got to give him that book. Jason was also prepared to lay down cover fire if needed. We open as we have oh so many times in the interior of Rosetta's late model luxury SUV, well-appointed soft black leather, Skeeter and Francis King are riding in their pickup truck behind Rosetta's SUV, keeping watch in case Tommaso has need of them. I'm not sure who's driving right now. So Clear Visions is driving, even though he doesn't (laughs) like to. His head is also craned all the way into the back seat where Jason and Tommy are sitting. The hell are you looking at? Okay, and that's what Ardell said. We got to give him that book and also fight that weird kindred spirit. Okay, you know you can talk and keep your eyes on the road at the same time, okay? You know, I was always taught direct eye contact is the best way to go. Yeah, Watch out for the with the tree! <laughs> oh, I Bridge. barely grazed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, who's got that book? I need to know. Yeah, so I got that book. It's uh, back in the safe with the uh, chalice. Yeah, I want to see that book. But uh, so is there anything good in there? So basically the book is a journal from a William Vetters who was part of the founding colony of Jamestown. Okay, I have lots of questions. First off, William Vetters and Olivia's Fetter. What is this? That's (laughs) intentional, right? Vetters, Fetters. I was about to say, it's, <laughs> hmm, William Fetters. And he, he lives at a horse track, William Betters Fetters. <laughs> <laughs> and he writes letters. <laughs> he has many debtors. <laughs> and his cheeks just get redder and redder. Because <laughs> he wears all those fish netters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason. And he doesn't listen to his betters. <laughs> So, Jason, does this name mean anything to you, William Fetters? No, not out of context of the book. Uh, So, basically, it just recounts his coming over here on a ship, and Olivia and Minerva were there. And this was in the 1500s. Who's Minerva? Was Olivia's aunt. Oh, we should probably ask her about that. Yeah, we definitely should. I kind of just assumed she was not that old. No, Uh, she's definitely very old. So they came over and they had this golden sarcophagus. That's pretty metal. Yeah. So the end of the book, it's cut off. So I can only assume what happens after that. So I guess- Okay, hold. I gotta wait for this red light. (laughs) Thank you for actually looking and stopping. I figured I got to stop for one of these. Well, since we're waiting here, would you say that Vetters is a (laughs) go-getter? 
<laughs> okay, green light, and I resume eye contact again. <laughs> Continue. So I, I can only guess what happened. Uh, so apparently the uh, colony was failing pretty hard and they were planning to leave. So after that is where it cuts off. So I'm guessing that some sort of accident happened that opened the sarcophagus and let out some really old ancient vampire. So I take it there was nothing in the book explaining what the fuck the golden sarcophagus was for? Nope, that's where it ended. Yeah, wonderful. You said that you think something happened and the sarcophagus opened and let something out. Yes. Are you talking about when we were in the vault or was this back in the 1500s? This was back in the 1500s. It was okay. in the book. Yes. I wanted to know, Tommy. <laughs> okay, wait. Maybe the book is magical. Is it a really tiny sarcophagus between the pages of the book? Have we considered okay, so that? I, of course. <laughs> no, it was very I knew massive, it. <laughs> it was a very massive sarcophagus. <laughs> so this sarcophagus, you think it held something that got out? And that, definitely. Okay. And then what happened? Then Minerva and possibly Olivia, they tried to fight whatever this is or capture it. I don't know for sure, but somehow William Vetters got caught up in it and he himself was turned by this ancient vampire. And uh, based on what he was wearing, that is who was in the vault. So it's, it sounds like we probably need to have some more talks with Olivia, right? Yes. Which means that we can't save Rosetta because we that's, need that's the Olivia issue. to have a body to talk to us. Oh, in, right? son of a bitch. Yeah, all I'm saying is maybe we kick that thing out of Rosetta and then we leave and then just let this this dude Ragdua just destroy the cult on its own. We don't even have to worry about it. Wash our hands clean of this whole situation. Maybe we cross after Sniffs the Exhaust comes in and we just sort of give him a high five on the way out. I like the, the idea of just giving him a high five on the way out and let him deal with the, uh, the better. Also, I told the cult about uh, Sniffs the Exhaust coming, so uh, I hope but those guys are just, you know, take each other out too. How many people is in the cult? I know at least two. Oh, <laughs> damn it. So we could get rid, we could take two more off our count with sniffs. Well, here's the thing, Visions, is Minerva. Yes. I think she turned herself into this Derek Dua. Wait, what? How do you do that? In order to fight that ancient vampire. Okay. And now she's on a blood hunt for your cult. So, yeah, it sounds like we really do need to be getting out of here then. <laughs> well, you're not part of the cult, right? So it won't affect you. As in, he's a target. Wait, you're a damn target of this thing? Perfect. We'll use you to draw this thing to Sniffs, and Sniffs can take care of it for us. He likes killing ancient things. He likes killing vampires. Fardell did say that our vampire mommy was getting targeted, and I got her blood, so... This sounds... I, I am already seeing a plan for him. We will take this thing to Sniffs, let Sniffs play with it. If Sniffs dies, that's great. If not, even better. I'm fairly sure this is how Gehenna starts, but continue. Yeah, not not only that, there's the problem of if Sniffs doesn't take care of this thing, then how do we take care of it? Because I, I don't know about you, but... I say we don't. I say we the wards here were built to keep this thing in. We just let it roam here. Uh, I guess we released the tiger into its cage. I mean, the tiger's already released, guys. That like, is true. We, we've just given it a bigger cage to play in. True, we gave it some meat to chew on. Yeah. But, uh... Well, I, I, think, I think there's going to be a problem. I'm not totally sure Suzanne's going to want to leave once she figures out what's going on. And I got to get her out of here. And as a further complication, I, I got a premonition about Ardell. He's for sure going to die. 
But uh, did, there was what this did we care about that? Large yeah. bird woman, and I saw all all of the vampires and all the cult members, at least the two that I remember, and a lot of faceless ones. So how many did you see? Dozens. Well, that's perfect then. We can pay off the exhaust with those dozens of vampires. But the issue was they were doing their best, <clears throat> and they couldn't even touch her. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm concerned about. If she's a tiger, we are baby antelope. Sure. Once again, I see no reason why we should stay in here. You do have a point. If we can guarantee the the destruction, that's really what we're here for, right? Yeah. But so we're okay with the entire kindred population of this area getting wiped out as long as we get the hell out of here? Yeah, as long as we get to keep Rosetta, that's good with me. I mean... I do feel bad about Hannah probably dying, though. I'm sure there's going to be casualties. I'm sure there will be casualties, but is it really something that, like, we can do anything about? I don't think it's a matter of, like, I think it's simply a matter of we just can't do anything about it. We would definitely have to call in some big guns. Yeah, and trying getting those big big guns against uh, across the barriers going to be one thing. We're small guns and we barely get across. Imagine what happens if a big gun tries to get across and goes crazy going over here. That leads me to the next part. Uh, Inside the book was also a map. Why are there more parts? What's the map lead to? Yeah, you could have mentioned. Is this a treasure map? And I pull out the map and I show you guys. That's what I posted there. Mm-hmm. So apparently all these points on this star is what's tying this ward together. Oh. The ward around the city? Yes. Are the points... So we are at the center right now, Jamestown. All those points are other cities. Oh, okay. Other cities? Do we know what they stand for? Very, do we know where they are? Yes. I can, I can map that out, yes. That, that one looks like Kingsport to me. That one there is definitely Kingsport, yeah. Jason draws out the book... And he flips to the back cover. There is a tattered, faded piece of parchment. Whatever has been written on here was clearly not written in some kind of crafted ink. This was written in haste with whatever fluid was close to hand. Written in jagged and crazed lettering, it says, I'm sorry, Minerva, I failed. Inside of it, we see a hastily drawn pentagram surrounding the star is a series of arcane symbols and at the very center of it is an eye so you're saying these the points on this pentagram are different cities and we think this city's kingsport which then means this is jamestown the, well i mean yeah, right? yeah the, thanks clear the i'm talking about the this point right here this is kingsport Ah, uh, yes. 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 So that means we can figure out the other cities pretty easily. But are you saying that there's something that is an anchor in those cities that is creating this pentagram, this ward in this area? Correct. So we could potentially break the ward to let the guns in. But we'd have to get out again, right? Yeah, but that would also let the monster out. I need Jason to make a roll of intelligence plus a cult. I can do that. We sure hope so. As Jason looks at this, why on earth would William Vetters, who wants to see the cult destroyed, draw a map of how to keep the cult trapped in and saying he failed? I rouse the blood. I do not get hungrier. I'm also going to describe these symbols. Crown Vale, which is the capital of the bluegrass region has the alchemical symbol for fire. Oxford, which is known for being a center of learning, has the alchemical symbol for antimony. Greenville, which nobody really knows what's there, is mercury. Kingsport, perhaps the most prosperous city, has sulfur, 
and Newport Silver. It's okay. I've noted it down. That's I spent a willpower. That's seven successes. Seven successes. In William Vetter's writings, he describes more than just this ancient vampire taking control. He describes it anchoring itself and building wards to protect itself and that Minerva and William set out to destroy them and William went on by himself at some point and failed to do so. These wards, they are probably part of its protection. At the very center over Jamestown, there is a symbol that is the Eye of Horus with a chain surrounding it. So, Jason, what's this eye here mean? Oh, I got you on that one. That's the cult. The cult? Yeah, the cult of Izmir. Okay, so does that mean that they're the ones that are being bound or they are binding? Now, Jason, that's a good question. I know the answer, but for Gordon's sake, why don't you just take it from here? Oh, yes, of course. I'll just do that. Uh, that is the Order of Izmir. They bound the, the vampire here and to protect it. Okay, wait a minute. Hold up. So these wards are to protect the vampire? Yes. Okay, so then maybe we do want to bring the wards down. I'm thinking so. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think so. I think it's here to protect it. So basically what we're saying here, because you guys know I struggle with all this stuff. What we're saying is we need to destroy the cult to release the ancient vampire, then kill the wards to take away its protection. But then we're going to need to bring in help to kill it anyway, right? That's where the Derek Dua comes in. But the Derek Dua is after clear, right? It's after all of us. She wants to kill the cult because the cult put up the ward around the vampire, which is her ultimate target. Everyone who shares blood with the cult is next in line to be attacked. Oh. Great. So even though she's not technically an ally, we have the same goal here. I need clear visions to make a roll of composure plus insight. You said composure insight. Um, that is three successes. Three successes. Clear visions. You find yourself shaking and sweating far more than you were when you met with Ardell. Can I see this? I slam on the brakes. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm doing a check to see if I notice it as well. And I roll the window down. Since I'm... Stick my head out the window. Obviously, I see this now. Yeah. yeah. And I start to... <sighs> hey, old man, are you okay? Holy shit, he's I think lost I'm his composure. A heart attack. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that we can have heart attacks. That's, that's impossible. <laughs> But here, here, do you want some blood? No. Okay. <laughs> That's nasty. But it was, it's from a blood bag. Honestly, I, I got dizzy and my head started pounding. And can we just talk about my TV show? No. no. <laughs> that would make me feel so much better. <laughs> anyway, so we really need to take this ward down and hope that this dirgery do... Kills the old Dusty, is what I'm hearing. That's the gist of it, yes. Okay, so... Yes, so Gordon, about my next talk show host... No. Guest shut spot. The shut the fuck up. Here, here's going to be the real question. Okay, I'm not turning this car back around until we stop. I need Clear Visions, do you know where the cult is based? Give me a roll of composure, plus your rating in Auspex. Wait, weren't you a member of the cult? Wouldn't you know where they're based? But for the benefit of our listeners and <laughs> one Mr. Gordon Fletcher, Clear Vision's escape was not without notice. He was damaged and his memory was altered and it is at times very difficult for him to recall specific details about the cult. Oh. Uh, that is one success. <laughs> so yeah, very difficult. <laughs> the cult's based in Jamestown. <laughs> <laughs>
I know it's somewhere around here. I oh, I try to go to the stop signs and I think maybe it's left. Maybe it's right. Oh, God damn it. Somebody pull him out of the driver's seat. Let me take over. Okay. First of all, do you even have your driver's license? Uh, look, I, I, I'm safe to drive as long as we... We already made this joke. We just have to change the subject and then we'll be fine. Can we just talk about it tomorrow? No. We need to decide this now. We've got to figure out what we're going to do with sniffs. This is kind of important. You you need to power past this. And Gordon slaps you upside the face. Oh, shit. Why don't we just let sniffs and the Derek do it? Just distract each other for a while. That was unnecessary. So, so here's the problem with that, right? There's a couple, yeah. Yeah. If we let them distract each other, they're going to like they're going to attack each other and take each other's strength away because they're going to be constantly headbutting. If, however, we give sniffs the location of this cult, we then get rid of the cult first, which gives us time with the didgeridoo. Here's the problem with that. I already told the cult where the sniffs is coming. Oh, son of a bitch. Perfect. That means not... That means that not all of them are going to be there, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board so far. Keep going. Okay, I'm about to turn oldies on if we don't stop this. We pay off our debt to sniffs, which we're currently at, what, 10? I think like 14. Okay, fine. 14. See, that's a subject I could talk about all day. 14 kindred, right? So the more kindred we give him, in this case, giving them the location of where sniffs is going to come through at was an excellent idea because we can then tell sniffs, hey, we have... Uh, Kindred waiting for you on the other side here. See, we should talk about how I had a good idea all the time. We set the table for him. Exactly. Yeah. So then Sniffs can take care of his little whatever he's got going on over at Vortex. Wait, what's going on at Vortex? We don't know. We just know that Sniffs has something that he wants to look at there. Something. He said there was bad bad yeah, werewolves bad juju something bad werewolves that's what i thought he said i he said something about bad juju or something i don't remember i was so distracted by his stink i can't recall how convenient that gives him time to do that we on the other hand can leave go and start taking down these wards and start building up a coalition to take down the big bad dusty on a related note have we circled circled back around to my plan of we all go in the tour bus stab each other in the heart and then my my people just drive us across the bridge i don't know if that's gonna work you you want us to go across staked i mean yeah you won't go into a frenzy i do not like this idea at all N neither do i okay i'll keep it in my back pocket uh, okay yeah, cool. yeah keep it there how about when we let sniffs in we go out we do we do the old high five exchange yes I, i'm not high fiving that meiji mutt i thought he was disgusting but nice so the real question though is with this now map do you think you could find an easier place for us to cross okay can are we keeping this yes. map why wouldn't we they, they, they only asked for the book they don't know anything about the map true also like us giving them the book does that help them in any way it's a sign of good faith hey well but i want to know if we're enabling them in any way shape or form hey, okay here's an idea it's about just a not... journal about the past hey. there's no real details in any of this yeah but that but that's the thing if we are worried about giving them any of this information. Maybe we rip out a page or two and we just say, hey, that's how it was. I mean, there are already pages missing. Yeah. All right. So before we do that, though, I think we should go to the nearest Kinko's and photocopy this book. So we have a copy. You want to go to a strip club? Yeah. A strip club. Oh, okay. It's actually, it's, it's actually Linko's. It's not Kinko's. It's Linko's. Oh, sneaky Linko's. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's a newfounded meme. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter once. <laughs> I, I've already got the details we need. Okay. If you're certain of that, I say we'll, we'll send them 
and we'll send clear visions with the book to him and meanwhile we'll go prep our stage across to go over um when we find a good place to do the crossing uh we'll call sniffs and give him the new location say hey this is a better place for us to cross and we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. All right, but we need to brief Suzanne so she can get Rosetta slash Olivia ready to move with us, too. Well, I think we got to get that spirit out of her first. Yeah, we got to get the spirit out of her first. That works, too. Why don't we just head straight there? Yeah. How much time have we got? You have about five hours left until dawn. You've got a while. I whip a Yui and start heading towards the university. So hard cut. You are arriving to the university, pulling up in Rosetta's dented and scraped SUV, short, a passenger side mirror. You are stepping out with the chalice in one hand, entering into the laboratories. I would say that I also called Suzanne to tell her we were coming. She's very happy you're coming. Okay, Jason. I'm going to take Jason to the side. Did you get pictures of this book? I think we should take pictures before we go into the lab. I take notes. That's what I do. Okay. If you feel, I'm just, Suzanne's a little iffy, so I just want to make sure we got backups, just in case this thing goes sideways. Yeah, what happens if you die? Is the book something that we can read? Yeah. It's in English, right? I'll leave you the code. (laughs) Oh, that's real reassuring. (laughs) Okay, you don't have to worry about it. We made a secret language three years ago. I taught it to Tommy. It's called Big Pay (laughs) Atlay. That's not funny. I thought it was pretty good. So we'll start heading in. Yeah, I guess we're going to head in and we're going to trust in Jason's ability to copy shit. Yeah, Tommy, you got to break this window again? No. Oh, okay. Get in there. Hey, Tommy, you did tell her we were coming this time, right? So yes. she's not going to bring out the, the roasters. Yes. Did we bring our own flamethrower? No. Ah, dang. Okay. I would like to pick up a couple. Maybe she can give us some. I do feel naked without my flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for shopping. Let's go feel better with your fire setter the hey (laughs) took a second yeah you i was gonna say he had an aversion to place setters but Ooh, Ooh. that's good i was gonna say tommy just felt like a pig roast someone please stake me i (laughs) (laughs) can't with this that was like two nights ago Jason plays on his guitar. Tommy ran into a burning ring of fire. If you want the guitar guitar broken, keep it up. (laughs) See, that's not funny. I had a burning ring of fire once. It took took lots of Vitae to fix that. He went down as the flames went higher. As you approach towards the steel door leading to the laboratories beneath Jamestown University, there are two figures flanking it. They see you approaching, and they both step very far to the side, allowing you to pass unmolested. They... That's right, you better fear me. You see a respectful nod with a little bit of cowardice in the face. You enter into the vinyl-tiled, brightly lit hallway. You pass by the doctoral student Jerry Carl's lab. He peeks his head around and gives a little smile and wave at Clear Visions. I'll see you when we're leaving, Jerry. You want to ante up on that? (laughs) And I'll shoot him a finger gun. He blushes and kind of awkward slowly pulls out finger guns back and stops halfway. I dramatically act like I'm getting shot. Complete like, and then drop to a single knee. And I say, no, that was a good one. Uh, This is why I picked you, Jerry. I grab Visions by the collar and pull him back. (laughs) We're moving on. This is painful because my grandfather and I used to do that. (laughs) 
Oh, man. You know, here's a free snack, right? You find yourself standing at the entrance to Suzanne Giovanni's, a.k.a. written on the placard is Dr. Brianne Soniani. Is there any last minute preparations you wish to make? I'm going to activate all before I go in. All right. Is that going to be as much trouble as last time? Are you guys going to be able to be chill? I'm going to activate shadow cast. (laughs) No. The answer is no. (laughs) Do you call this cocked? Yes, I do. Not that it matters. I do get hungrier. Gordon can smell all of the blood that has stepped into the floor of this lab. You step in. Tasty. Crossing over top of a series of wards that Suzanne has placed herself to trap her specters inside. You find yourself standing in her science laboratory. In the center of it, you see Rosetta seated on a black leather stool, surrounded again by a ring of yarn that has been shaped into various arcane symbols. Seated against the far wall, you see the two lockers that you know hold some of Suzanne's guardians. And next to both of them, you see Suzanne Giovanni scrolling through what looks like some matter of data. She looks up as you enter and says, you came back. Yeah. Evening, cousin. Yeah, we got the chalice. We got other problems too. She stopped talking about an hour ago. I hand the chalice to Tommy. Hold on to this tightly until we say. Okay. How does Rosetta look? Rosetta is sweating very much the same as the last time Clear Vision saw her. Uh, Rosetta is sweating madly. Her face is stark white, whiter than even a kindred's. Her hair is matted and tangled. She doesn't look too good. Okay. She's not talking or muttering or anything. She's completely silent. Her eyes are shut. Can we just hurry this up? She doesn't look good. I think she needs a shot of uh, that special powder that... Jason has. No, I expressly forbid it. I agree. Give, give her a good, good old sniff of it. Okay, Suzanne, is that going to mess with, with your ritual if they shoot her up with crystal meth or whatever they're doing? It's not going to do anything. Rosetta's not... You sure about that? Yeah, but she's not a kindred. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It might stop her heart. <laughs> or it might give her the energy she needs to kick this wraith out. Okay, new plan. We get Olivia to OD so that we can keep Rosetta. Never mind. Continue, Suzanne. Anyway, we just want to talk to Olivia first. Oh, true. So I pull out one of my vials, pop it open uh, with the palm of one hand. I'm going to hold back Rosetta's head and I'm going to pour the vial into her mouth and activate Ishtar's touch. Ishtar's touch again. All right. Is this going to hurt? No. Just stand back. It's just going to make her amenable to our questions. (laughs) Rosetta's eyes open very slowly as they peel apart. Her head rocks forward. Her face looks bleared and unfocused. And she slowly lifts her head and makes eye contact with Jason. Good morning. You again. To whom am I speaking? This is Olivia Delphi. Ah, yes, Olivia. Glad to talk to you. See, I've been meaning to ask you a couple of questions, after which I have your chalice and we have the Vitae here for you. When Jason says that, Rosetta's body shifts and attempts to move, placing her feet forward, almost like she's trying to stand up. You notice the legs collapsing underneath of her. She settles back down into her stool. And Tommy hides the chalice behind his back. So I want you to think back real far to when you first got here. Do you remember the colony and the ship? Like it was yesterday. And you remember Vetter's 
I remember Vetters. What happened to him? He was killed. The cult captured him. You saw him die? No. What was Vetters to you? My protector. My, my guardian. So you had a fondness for him? Yes. What if I told you that he didn't die? You see Rosetta's eyes snap open wide and she says, But how? They killed Minerva. I watched. He couldn't have possibly lived and they killed her. Tell me about the golden sarcophagus. Golden sarcophagus it had. The vampire that took over everything. It lived in, in that thing. How did it get open? The governor went crazy, got obsessed with it, and would only, wouldn't let it out of his sight, and eventually he opened it. Is that where the cult came from? Yes. Somehow they managed to bind or use that vampire, and they turned Vetters. They turned, they turned Vetters. He's a vampire. Is he alive? Is he walking? Can I speak with him? He's alive, but he's not walking. He's secured right now. How, how do you know this? I saw him. I took his book. And, and you didn't, you knew who he was and you didn't, no one wanted this cult destroyed more than he did. Well, I did not know who he was at the time. I had to get out of there real quick. She doesn't respond to that. You can see that Rosetta's face looks exhausted. Her eyes are bloodshot red. Can we hurry this up? <laughs> she looks terrible. Yes, she does. We're getting to it. How did Minerva die? I told you the cult took her. And the cult took her and they bled her dry. They tortured her and they wanted to know all of her secrets. Everything that she'd ever done to try to fight them and oppose them. And she wouldn't speak. And even with her dying breath, she cursed them. It would seem that she cursed herself as well. She's become a monster. Aren't we all... She's become a monster to our monsters. You know what a Duragdua is? Yes. Yes, I do. And now you know what Minerva is. Minerva turned herself? No, she would never. She did, and she's out there right now. And you have to let me go to her. Give me my... Give me her chalice back. Give it back to her. She'll see sense. She'll see reason. She'll... She'll come back to me. Excellent. So, we do this. We can count you as an ally. No! We're not counting her for shit! Give us our body back! We need Rosetta! Get out of there! Hey, old man, stand back for a second, okay? You cared about her! This is getting us multiple advantages. Just chill. We let you out, you give us Rosetta, and we can be friends. I've exhausted this body. She's going to die soon. You can have it back. But how are you going to speak to me? You found this body. I'm sure you could find another one. One that doesn't mean so much to us. Yeah, one named Skeeter. Heard that guy's expendable. <laughs> hey, does it have to be a living body? Yes, I can only control. I can't animate. Maybe we can find someone from the cult for you to possess. It gives you a body and maybe an also a source of information for us. Hey, Suzanne, can we use one of your guards? No, no. Those are thin bloods. Yeah, so they will be able to hold her essence a lot better than a human would. And she wouldn't exhaust it as much. Tommy, I promised them my protection. And if you... Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Hey, hey Suzanne, I got another one. How about Jerry? And actually, how? Actually, no. He is an autonomous human being. How about I ask him? She says Jerry can't consent to that because that's not informed consent. But also, she says if no, because Jerry is important to me. I need Jerry. You can't have him. Why? Why do all of your plans end up with me losing something? Well, because we're in a rather immediate need right now. Yeah, I already lost. The longer we talk about this... You know what you did. You you know you have to pay for what you've done. Just steal a random student. I don't care. We need Rosetta now. I can steal a random student. No, uh, first of all... No, you've already stolen enough students.
Jerry is then not I'll go a random one. student. Screw this. We're asking for one. Jerry is not a random student, and my thin bloods are not up for auction. I think I think a member of the cult is the better solution here. They're, they're not going to have humans in the cult. We don't want a human. Yeah, we do. We need a, a fully live human for this vessel, correct? At this, Suzanne does chime in and say, Spectres of Olivia's power can usually only possess mortals. Crap. They they burn the body as they use it. It is slowly destroyed. Gordon's going to resolve this. I will find you a body. And he walks out. Gordon, where are you going? He stealth out, sir. <laughs> I will roll this. I will do a roll off if you want to. Yeah, I don't need to see you to yell at you. Okay. <laughs> He's going to find the nearest student that he can. No, he no, finds, no. Yes. yes. A young man seated by himself, writing poetry, seated on a concrete wall. Gordon? He's going to walk up to the young man. What's in Vortex? He looks at this the guy and says, do you want to have... The most incredible pleasure you've ever had in your life. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Give me a dice roll to avoid the massive creep factor. I literally felt my skin that was rolling off ugh. of me. Roll God. For, can, can I get a roll for incel? <laughs> <laughs> I want, what is this? Is this charisma performance? Manipulation subterfuge? Subterfuge. Seduction is subterfuge. Yeah, we'll go with it. All right, so hit on me. I'm very glad I didn't eat any food earlier. I activate timer streak. What was that? Oh, nice. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. No, you did not. Oh, crap. Hold on. So that's eight successes. I got a crit, though. One dice of the crit pair was on a hunger dice. That is a messy critical. So in a messy critical, the consequences cannot be such that I take away your success. I'm taking away his success. How? <laughs> I'm running upstairs, yelling down the hallway. Run! Fire! No. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, fine. As soon as I fucking hear him, I need a wits awareness roll from I need to give Jason a dice roll to, I gave you one, we're going to do this. I will give each of you one more roll after this in the interest of expediency. Jason's chemistry, what is he doing with it? He is creating the appearance of fire coming from the hallway. Okay, before that occurs, he has to roll wits awareness. You're talking to someone, so I don't know that I can say you're being that stealthy. It's not for me. Oh, okay. He has to roll wits awareness for my shadow cast. Oh, so he's enveloped in your shadow cast is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, so you technically wouldn't know that he's talking to someone unless you pass this roll. Okay. Well, he, he knows I'm talking to someone, but he would not see what's about to occur. I don't need to yeah. see. Yes, you do. I mean, I know what you're doing. <laughs> the information Jason has is that someone is doing something awful. He wants to stop it. That is one of his convictions. convictions. Sure. He is not going to let this happen without a fight. Well, sounds like it's happening. That's four. Four for what? What's awareness? What's awareness? Uh-huh. Okay. So about that messy critical... I can see a lot of ways that this goes. Yeah. What are some of the ideas the table has? I, I don't know. What, would it somehow be possible that he doesn't realize that this guy isn't totally human? Like it's another ghoul, maybe thin blood. You like that idea, but... Gordon should rip this dude's shirt off with the pure erotic energy of that <laughs> dice roll. <laughs> 
This is not that kind of podcast. I mean, I, I personally feel like because of the messy critical, this would be in a stain. Because I'm I know I'm already gonna get a stain for this for putting this human in harm. Is this yeah. something like since you're you're wanting to use like a an oblivion kind of approach, you're like automatically opening yourself up to that. Yeah. I think so. Do you know what I mean? Well, but I haven't used oblivion on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's sort of just under the surface all the time. Yeah. But, I but yeah, I don't have a good I, one for this. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a good one either. That's why I kind of like fall back to the stain. But it's only because I'm purely going to be dominating this guy's will and like. So here is my proposition for this messy critical. This young man, he falls immediately and deeply in love with Gordon <laughs> and being possessed and watching Gordon do it is going to destroy him. Gordon's okay with that. Yes, feel the dark side flow through Yes. You. <laughs> yes. Actually, can I like... There will still be stains involved, by the way. Oh no, I fully expect it. I was just like... I'm to- not getting mine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think this very much harkens back to Gordon's the way that he was turned and had love turned against him. Yeah, I, I think I think that this falls very neatly into his backstory. So this young man, as Gordon approaches him, he recognizes him. He looks at Gordon. He says, I've seen you before. Have you now? You found me out here again. I hoped you'd come back. Yes, I have come back. Would you like to experience that kind of pleasure again? I'll go anywhere with you. I start leading him down, hearing Jason run down the hallway yelling fire. I take him around the outside of the building to the garage and walk him in through the garage. Meanwhile, Jason's running through the building yelling fire. Hey, did you hear there's a fire somewhere? There's no fire. The fire is you. Fire's in your heart. Wow. (laughs) I got to remember that one. We're going to hard cut now. (laughs) Clear Visions and... Tommaso, see Gordon arrive with a young man in tow, clearly hanging on his arm, following him closely. Oh, really? About time. Get this thing out of her. Was that a push? <laughs> push. Hey, <laughs> and she's not giving birth, okay? <laughs> Relax. I turn to Suzanne and say, we need to hurry this up. Get this thing out of her. Realizing I failed and Gordon's already gone, I turn back. <laughs> a few moments pass. Jason bursts in at some point in the middle of this scene. I'll let you decide when it's dramatically appropriate. Suzanne looks around the room and says, I need the chalice. Right here. There you go. Suzanne takes the chalice. The moment that she brings it close to Olivia, the chalice begins to fill again. Hey, whoa. Hey, what's up with that? Where's that coming from? Some kind of enchantment. She takes the chalice and she tips it into a flask and then she removes the flask that has the Vitae that she had found before, pours it into the chalice and offers it with both hands to Rosetta. Rosetta, with shaking hands and barely able to do this, her hands uncoordinated, she slowly wraps her fingers about it. You see a slow spiral of smoke emerge from the chalice, and then you see the chalice itself begin to dissolve upward into the air. We see Rosetta begins to fall towards the floor, the chalice in her hands, twisting away in a puff of smoke. Uh, Tommy's going to make a move to make sure he catches her. She doesn't fall on the floor. Maso is successful in stopping Rosetta's head from smashing up against the tile. And we see the young man who Gordon brought place both of his hands on his head and drop to his knees, his face going white, his eyes rolling madly as he drops forward. That is where we will end our session. 
This is the part of our chronicle where we explore the descent of our vampires into inhumanity. Our chronicle tenants our ashes are a poor foundation. Give respect, but demand it too. And united we stand, divided we fall. Some of our kindred are accused of violating those tenets or their own personal convictions. Mr. Gordon, you brought about the possession of a mortal, and we believe that that incurs two stains. Absolutely. And Gordon believes that he offsets one of those stains via his personal conviction of my country, right or wrong, in service of the Coterie. Very well. So Gordon is rolling against one stain. What humanity are you at right now? I am at five humanity. And after the dice roll? Gordon feels remorseful for condemning a mortal for <laughs> uh, being possessed. So Gordon remains at five humanity. Do we feel that Tommaso has violated any chronicle tenets or his own convictions? After looking everything over, I think Tommaso is in good shape. See, I'm the most behaved around here. I still have the most humanity. <laughs> Very well. So Jason is accused of violating United We Stand, Divided We Fall because of his role in trying to stop Gordon from protecting Rosetta. Jason believes that he offset that with his conviction to protect the innocent. Very well. Clear Visions. Yours is not a specific chronicle tenant that was violated. Yours is a consequence of tapping into your beast and the powers of oblivion. It simply pulls Clear Visions down away from this peak of humanity once was and instead into depravity. What humanity are you at right now? Clear Visions is at six humanity. And after his role, Clear Visions feels bad. <laughs> He's remorseful. Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... I'm Russell, playing Gordon. Ben, playing Tommaso. Josh, playing Clear Visions. Nick, playing Jason. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday. Also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for a small independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster Game Night.